Welcome to CodeCasts, a podcast series presented by the ICMI, the International Cyanide Management Institute. CodeCasts aims to provide our listeners with useful information about the International Cyanide Management Code and to help you understand some of the Cyanide Code's compliance requirements and expectations. This series is designed to supplement the training and guidance materials that you can find on the Cyanide Code website. If you'd like to access these materials, such as the standards of practice we refer to, please go to www.cyanidecode.org. You can also find more information on the resources referenced in this episode in the show notes. In our CodeCast episode focusing on the WAD cyanide requirement, we discussed Standard of Practice 4.4. Listeners may recall that the cyanide code expects mines to limit the level of cyanide in any open waters at their mining operations which birds, wildlife and livestock might be able to access. This maximum limit is set at 50 mg per litre of weak acid dissociable, or WAD, cyanide. In cases where a mine is unable to do this, the code expects it to take other steps to protect wildlife and other animals from cyanide exposure. Typically, this is done by restricting the access of wildlife to the open water by means of fencing, nets or bird balls. But compliance under Standard of Practice 4.4 is possible by means other than by restricting access. Sometimes a mine might have its own distinctive, site-specific features that enable the mine to protect wildlife from cyanide exposure. In this CodeCast, we will discuss these site-specific features in more detail. To establish that it does not need to restrict access to open waters exceeding the code's maximum limit, an operation must demonstrate that wildlife mortalities will not be experienced due to site-specific conditions. There are various ways an operation could establish this. For example, it could demonstrate that the local population of birds and wildlife are resistant to WAD cyanide concentrations greater than 50 mg per litre. Or alternatively, it could demonstrate that the site-specific conditions, management methods or control measures prevent the higher concentration from being toxic. However, code auditors require sound scientific evidence or design and operational documentation before accepting such conclusions. This means that the operation must present a scientific rationale for the lack of mortality at a cyanide concentration that would otherwise be toxic. The code requires that this be done via a scientific study by an appropriately qualified person. To satisfy code auditors, there are a number of conditions the study must meet. First, it needs to establish a causal relationship between the site conditions and the lack of wildlife mortality. The code also requires it to be peer-reviewed with independently reproducible and predictive results. The Cyanide Code is also quite specific about the peer review process a study must follow, as can be seen in the Guidance for Verification Protocol, Question 4.4.1. For code compliance purposes, peer review is described as an independent, documented evaluation of scientific research for competence and validity. The review checks the assumptions, calculations, extrapolations, alternate interpretations, methodology and conclusions of the research to ensure that the science is sound and the conclusions well-founded. 
When necessary, the peer review process suggests ways to clarify assumptions, findings and conclusions. It also filters out possible biases, identifies oversights, omissions and inconsistencies and encourages authors to more fully acknowledge limitations and uncertainties. The study must be reviewed by at least two independent experts with technical expertise in the reviewed subject matter. These peer reviewers cannot have been involved in the study in any way and must be free of conflicts of interest, as defined by the ICMI Auditor Criteria document. Finally, if the two peer reviewers disagree on any significant aspects of the study, a third peer reviewer should be engaged to resolve the issue. The study also needs to clearly and comprehensively identify and include all specific management practices, control measures, monitoring programs or other actions deemed necessary by the study's authors to ensure that the identified mechanisms continue to be effective in preventing wildlife and bird mortalities. The operation will of course implement the practices recommended in the study. This means they must be clearly and unambiguously drafted with specific and quantifiable requirements. Code auditors will be reviewing the findings and recommendations of the study in the certification audit. So, in addition to providing peer-reviewed studies, an operation is also required to demonstrate that the study's recommendations have been implemented. Let's share an example of a study that was used to validate a site-specific mechanism that effectively prevented mortality when wildlife were exposed to a WAD cyanide level greater than 50 mg per litre. In our example, a mining operation generated a tailing slurry with a WAD cyanide concentration greater than 50 mg per litre. This was due to the combination of ore characteristics and hypersaline process makeup water averaging 158,000 mg per litre total dissolved solids. A scientific study developed a wildlife cyanide exposure model specific to the mine's tailings facility and established a causal relationship between the hypersalinity of the water and the lack of wildlife mortalities experienced around the mine. In doing so, the study considered cyanide absorption through skin exposure, inhalation, drinking and attempting to feed on the range of available mine tailings habitats. The study demonstrated that, at the WAD cyanide concentration experienced, the hypersalinity of the tailings solution provided an effective wildlife protective mechanism at the mine's tailings facility. Key recommendations of the study included maintaining a minimum tailing slurry salinity of 90,000 mg per litre at the discharge spigot if the wad cyanide discharge concentration was to exceed 50 mg per litre. Limiting the wad cyanide concentration at the discharge spigot to a maximum of 70 mg per litre for 75% of the time and not exceeding a discharge of 90 mg per litre wad cyanide. In our example, the mine adopted these key recommendations, along with 19 others, to ensure that the mechanism of hypersalinity would continue to be effective in preventing wildlife mortality. By doing this, the mine was judged to be in compliance with Standard of Practice 4.4. The code also allows the recommendations of a scientific study to be revised, using a process similar to that of the original study. For a recommendation to be revised, 
The scientists who conducted the original study must evaluate the proposed change and determine that the study's recommendation is no longer necessary or that it needs to be revised. If the original researchers are no longer available, other scientists with comparable credentials may undertake the evaluation. Similarly, the results of the evaluation must be peer-reviewed and approved by the same peer reviewers. If the original individuals are not available, other similarly qualified peer reviewers may undertake the work. The opinions of the peer reviewers must be documented in writing for presentation to the code auditor at the next certification audit and must be included with the recertification audit report. Operations seeking to revise a study recommendation need to submit the scientific evaluation and its peer review documentation to the ICMI for a completeness review. The ICMI's completeness review is to confirm that procedural requirements are appropriately addressed. It is not intended as a critique of the evaluation's technical merits. Revisions to a study recommendation can be made at any time and need not wait until the operation's next certification audit. However, changes to the cyanide management practices necessary for code compliance must be documented in the operation's next certification audit report. Supporting evidence, such as the study and accompanying peer reviews justifying the revision, should be included with the audit report for posting on the ICMI website. This concludes our codecast on alternatives to the 50 mg per litre WAD cyanide concentration for wildlife protection. We hope that this has given you a better understanding of the code's expectations on this topic. Additional details on this topic may be found in the ICMI's Guidance for Use of the Mining Operations Verification Protocol, which is available on the Cyanide Code website. If you have any questions on this material or would like to make any comments, suggestions or requests for other topics to be covered, please send an email to us at info at cyanidecode.org.